Hello, and welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Christine Beattie. I'm the director at the Madison Senior Center, and my colleague, Laura Hunt, is here with us, program coordinator at the Senior Center. And we have a very welcome face uh, as one of our guests. Tom Frazier is back with us and looking good, and we're happy to have him as a guest. And Jim Schmittelkoffer, both retired now, um, but both very active advocates for older adults across the state of Wisconsin. Uh, both of them are also involved in the Dane County Area Agency on Aging Legislative Advocacy Committee. And a lot of what we'll be talking about is uh, today has to do with legislative issues. And of course, we just want to say how important it is to vote. Um, um, you know, I forget how many older adults there are in, in the state of Wisconsin, but every vote counts. And um, just your comments about that, Tom. I know you're an advocate. Well, it's, it's going to be really important. And I think, in my view, this election in particular is the most important election in my memory. Really? Because of what's at stake in, in this election. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about some of those, those issues. Things. And if I may, I'll start with one that people might not know about, but it's a huge issue. I think I know where you're going, Tom. It's, it's that, that, that funny little way our districts get drawn yeah, it's up, called, right? It's called gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. And yes. uh, first of all, the important thing to know it's the way the, the district legislative maps are created that puts either more Republicans or more Democrats that almost assures a safe seat for either a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. But, but what people need to understand, this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's a power yeah. issue. Whoever is in power. In Wisconsin, it's the Republicans. Mm -hmm. So they have gerrymandered the state so that there are very few competitive legislative districts in the state of Wisconsin. Out of 99 assembly seats, about 10 are competitive. Wow. We can do, now we can't make them all competitive. Because right. there are places like Dane County, Milwaukee, Waukesha, places like that, that there's just so many Democrats, so many Republicans, that you can't really make them competitive. Right. But we can do a lot better than 10. Yeah. A lot yeah. a lot better. Yeah. So so and in Illinois, Democrats are in control, so they have gerrymandered the state. So the Democrats. So when we talk about this issue, it's not partisan. Right. Both parties do it mm -hmm. because they're in power and they can. Mm -hmm. That's why they do it. But this issue um, will be important in this election. One of the things, I mean, it's a big issue for me because I'm on the board of directors of Common Cause in Wisconsin. Oh, yes. And this right. is, it's pretty much their top priority mm -hmm. to eliminate this. There's a proposal that's based on Iowa where a nonpartisan legislative agency, in this case, the Legislative Reference Bureau oh, yeah. would do the maps. They would eventually be approved by the legislature, mm -hmm. but the maps would be done on a nonpartisan basis.
basis according to certain rules. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really important because if we don't have competitive elections, mm -hmm. then the people who are elected, all they don't have to listen to you. Right. You know, you're right. in yeah, you're in your district, you want something, they can just blow you off because they've got a safe seat. seat. So the more competitive the seat is, the more they have to listen to constituents. And I we think that's important. Yeah. Right. So so and then the other thing that's kind of interesting, you know, right now in Wisconsin, the governor, the assembly and the Senate are all controlled by Republicans. Mm -hmm. They're in the majority, mm -hmm. and the, the governor is a Republican. If either, any of those three bodies or governorship goes Democratic in the election, any one of the three, mm -hmm. we will not have gerrymandering the way we have it now. Okay. Because the one, the Democratic group would protest it and it would be thrown into the court. Uh, now this is 2020, mm -hmm. you know, when the yeah. next census comes out. Right. But that's just kind of an interesting fact. I'm not saying vote Democratic, but mm -hmm. if that, if one of those organizations go... Switches. Switches from Republican to Democrat, then gerrymandering the way we have it now, which is very bad, right. will be finished. Right. And I think you did say, Tom, that it, it can happen to whether it's Republican or yeah. Democratic. Yeah. So to find a a place where that gets evened out and it get, the problem gets I, solved. I'm sure in Illinois, if one of the bodies would go Repu Democratic, Democrat. it would yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, another thing that's really troubling, I think, a lot of people is the whole voter ID situation, too, which is a, um, a real uh, something at the senior center we're trying to do a lot about in terms of registration and giving information to people. And it's so important to vote. But talk to me a little bit about that, Jim. The voter ID issue is kind of a funny issue because it really doesn't have to exist. It's an issue that we made an issue. Ooh. There's really no evidence of people falsifying information in order to vote, either in Wisconsin or really anywhere in the country. <laughs> the incidents are so small as to be laughable. It became a political issue, so mm. it's not a voting issue. Mm. Uh, what we have in Wisconsin and elsewhere is we've made voting somewhat more difficult and more stringent. I remember as a boy, going to voting locations, and you could say, hi, I'm Jim. And they'd look at the voting row and say, okay, you can go vote. And most of our seniors in Wisconsin grew up with something akin to that. Yeah. yeah. Now, we sort of, now we demand that you have a relatively strong proof of who you are. Mm -hmm. And it seems reasonable, right? You have oh, no. a photo yeah. ID. And, and government issued, I think. And gov yeah. government yeah. issued. issued. And it sounds reasonable on the surface of it. You have to have ID for many other things in life. Mm -hmm. But the answer to that is if we have a tremendous amount of older people voting and we have no demonstrated problem, why are we essentially putting roadblocks in the way of older people when it's totally unnecessary? Sure. sure. And so it's not a voting security issue. It's a voting suppression issue. Yeah. Having said that, 
we have to get older people to vote. Mm -hmm. There's the old saying, if you don't vote, you let someone else decide. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And that certainly holds for old folks just as much as anybody else. Oh, yeah. As Tom's pointed out, there's a lot of things on the line in this election for older people, and it's important that older people continue to turn out as perhaps the, the most representative group in terms of voting in the state. Yes, I always heard that their percentage of um, individuals voting was very high. And I wonder if that's been affected by this, these uh, really direct uh, ways of putting barriers. I mean, you have to go and get your ID. You, you know, transportation is always an issue for people. Um, I, I worry about that. Yeah. I, I think uh, one thing is important. You mentioned the senior center mm -hmm. has all this information. Mm -hmm. So what I'd like to say is there's no excuse for not being able to get a photo ID. You can go to the county aging office. You can go to the senior center. Legal women voters. Yes. Common mm -hmm. cause in Wisconsin. There's all kinds of places that you can get help telling you what you need to do mm -hmm. to get a photo, photo ID. Mm -hmm. And then in some cases, even giving you transportation to the DMV to, get to it. be able to yeah. get your yeah. ID. Yeah. So, I think our point is, Jim's point about suppression, I would say we can't let people keep us from voting. That's right. We've we got to be able to express our wishes at the polling place. At the place. polling yeah. place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, well, do you find you. that some older people, though, feel like their vote doesn't matter? I hear that at the senior center sometimes when I'm walking around talking to people during election time. I think... People get frustrated mm -hmm. with um, politics these days. Yeah. I mean, when you see all the attack ads, for example, mm -hmm. that are on TV, they're just one after another. People just get turned off. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, I can't make any difference. I'm just one person. But it adds up. It sure does. And, and I would take it just the opposite. I'm not going to let anybody take away my right mm -hmm. to vote. I like the way you say like that, that, Tom. That that a positive approach. I have a right to vote, and I am going to exercise I'm going to that. Exercise right. it, right, Jim? The other thing I think the point you're okay. speaking about is folks aren't always aware of what's being voted on or mm -hmm. what's what's likely to be occurring and how it affects them. How it affects yeah. them. Uh, if we move either at the state or national level, there are tons of programs that are going to be decided by the, the legislators and Congress that will affect older people. Right now, there's strong indications nationally that issues related to Social Security and Medicare are yes. going to be addressed. The two most important pre programs for older folks in our country. At the state level, there are any number of programs, and we're going to speak about them, mm -hmm. that directly impact the lives of older people. Their vote does matter. Right. And I, I, I like, I, I will make sure that there is, um, uh, in post-production, that we put some of these resources that you mentioned, Tom, on the screen so people can find out more information mm -hmm. about uh, voting and why it's so important to vote and how to vote. There's so much confusion about that uh, ID thing. Um, but picture government issue is primary, and those are free at DMV, I think you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So people need to... Get off their duffs yes. and get it and do it. Um, yes, I remember the story about the woman who didn't have a birth certificate. Oh, yes. 
you know, 86 years old trying to vote and didn't have a birth certificate, how difficult it was. But we're not going to let those barriers keep us from voting. And we have that. info on voting on our information rack at the Senior Center. So people and, can come and pick that information up. And we also have uh, various times when the city clerk comes to yes. visit and her staff helps people get enrolled to vote too. Mm-hmm. So a call to your local senior center to find out how to do that would be really a good step. And we're talking, uh, this program is going to be aired in October, so there's plenty of time to make sure that you get to vote. Um, we're going to take a break in a few minutes, but I want you to talk a little about a bit about the Wisconsin Aging Advocacy advocacy network that you both belong to. Shall I? Go ahead. <laughs> the Wisconsin Aging Advocacy Network, it goes by the acronym One. You know, people always have to do that. Yeah, always. Yeah. Make and it easy. One. Make it easy and then make people ask you what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a collaborative of aging organizations and aging guys and women like us. Uh, like us. Um, and we kind of work together to come up with, or to agree on a slate of issues that we can mm-hmm. pursue at both the state and the level. The nice thing about the organization is the individual agencies pursue their, their own thing, but we come together on a slate of issues, and the whole thing about in unity, their strength, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll speak some about the specific set of legislative issues mm-hmm. that we have. Every year we put together an advocacy day in May, here in Madison. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it is a state level organization. Yep. It's not just yes. Dane County. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll do a little bit more on that and talk about the issues. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome back to Senior Beat. We return uh, speaking with Tom Frazier and Jim Schmilkoffer about legislative issues that are important to seniors. And state issues we're going to focus on now in this segment, right? Yes. And um, But I wanted to, you to finish up. You were talking about one, that uh, Wisconsin, let me think if I got it right, Aging Advocacy Network. 
Yeah, it's a statewide collaborative of organizations uh, working on behalf of older folks. Yeah. And like I said, there are older individuals like Tom and I that are, are in it, apart from organizational affiliation. Mm -hmm. And we've put together a, uh, a legislative slate to for the state at the state level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we've identified four general areas that we'll be pursuing this year. Mm -hmm. And let me add before I say what they are, that of course doesn't exclude us from other advocacy arenas, but rather these are a common set of areas we've agreed to work on. Right, right. And that makes it more powerful because if you all agree on these four things, you probably will do pretty well. And I think in the past this group has done well on some of its legislative issues. I think uh, one has had a good track record. Yeah. They've got an excellent uh, coordinator, policy, lobbyist person, mm. Janet Zander. Oh, Janet. Who, who coordinates all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And since she's been there, things get done. You know, we used to meet all volunteers. We'd leave and nothing would get done. Yeah. But now that Janet's there, Things get done, don't they? And, oh, there's, yeah. and Janet has contact information that we want to have for our right, audience, yes, too. Right. What is that? I believe it's, we're going to put it on the screen so oh, you can uh, okay. follow up on it. Yep. We've got Janet Zander, uh, Department of Health and... She's Guar. Guar. She's Guar. with Guar, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, Guar. Um, and is. she's written up position papers, they're on the website, uh, which you'll also see. For more information about what we talk about. Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. And All right. if I could start with what sure. I think is kind of the big issue of the four that we're talking about is Medicaid. Yep. Jim mentioned Social Security and Medicare. Care. Now that's, those are federal. Mm -hmm. No state involvement, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Medicaid is a state and federal program for low income. Mm -hmm. It's funded by the federal government, by state government. Mm -hmm. It's administered by state government. Mm -hmm. And so state government has a big role in determining how it's operated. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the big issues, for example, well, First of all, let me say, a lot of older people think that Medicaid is for poor people mm -hmm. or low-income people. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, the, the vast majority of the Medicaid dollars go to older people and people with disabilities in long-term care. Right. Because long-term care, well, it used to be nursing home. Mm -hmm. Now it means nursing home and home and community care. Based care, yeah, yes. Based care. But it's very expensive. Right. So, so You while, might start out wealthy, but the expense begins to draw down A lot of older resources. people can spend their money within a year. Wow. And then become yes. eligible for Medicaid, wow. yeah. either for a nursing home or in home care. You know, but it costs a lot of money. So the big bucks in Medicaid, almost half of it, goes to older people and people with disabilities. disabilities. So it's an extremely important, important program. Issue. Now we have a program called Family Care, mm -hmm. which reformed, if you will, the Medicaid program so that people could have a, the same access to home and community care 
as they have to nursing home care. That's yes. because people want to be in their own homes. They want to be in their own facilities. Homes. And it used to be they couldn't. Yeah. They had to, you had, you had to choose nursing home or a waiting list. Right. But now you don't have to do that. It's equal. You have equal access to both. That's great. And so we've got a really good program, one of the best programs rated by AARP and other national groups as one of the best in the country. But we have a huge problem called workforce. We, we might now tell you, well, yeah, you're eligible for care at home. Mm -hmm. Try to find somebody. Yeah. You know, you can't find anybody to do it. And it's because we don't pay them. <laughs> we don't pay them anything. What is, what is, a, what is the pay per hour for yeah. these folks? Well, it's lower than minimum? Or? No, it's not lower, but it, it's, it's not, not much more. More. Not, not much, much more. more. And Medicaid is one of the big payers yeah. of it. So one of the things that will be determined in this election will be, will that issue get serious consideration, consideration. Or not, yeah. yeah, you know, and so I think it would be a shame if we had a program that said you're eligible for home care. Isn't that great? But try to find somebody <laughs> to provide it. Yeah, and you can't find. And there's people right now who can't find home care providers, right? Because they can go to work at McDonald's and make, more, make money. more money, money, make more money at McDonald's. Wow. So that is. Long-term yep. care is a major issue for older people. For all older people, all, not just poor older, older people, people, because it's so expensive and to care. And people with disabilities. And disabilities, yep. right. Yep. Wow, thank you, Tom. That's really good. Jim, you've got a couple that are also on the agenda for this particular uh, legislative season. Just as a, I have to follow on what Tom said, sure. because I want to emphasize the point that it's a cruel irony for older people. Offer the opportunity to stay in their own home, but not be willing to pay the the extra small pittance, so that people can have a living wage who take care of older people. Right. The the paying people who take care of our most vulnerable citizens as poorly as we do reflects very badly on us. I think it does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The some of the other issues that we're going to be pursuing with one are I'll try to summarize them. Mm -hmm. One is to establish state funding for healthy aging programs. Mm. One of the things we've, we all know, of course, we read about it every day, is to take care of yourself and you'll feel better and live longer. Mm. And same thing applies to older people. Mm -hmm. The only problem is we don't put any money into it until after you're sick. It's like shutting the door after something's happened. Yeah. And what we're asking is for about 600000 to be put into the state budget for permanent funding to establish uh, health prevention programs around the state, provide oversight to them and technical assistance. Right. As you can probably guess, you can set up programs, but they, they aren't necessarily any good unless you do it in a proper way. And that's what this grant would help do. Right. And would those mostly be evidence-based programs? Yes, they would. Yeah. And that's, that's a little certification that people should look for, evidence-informed or evidence-based programs, which have some research behind them that indicate that they're going to be a better program. And you hit it right on the head, Christina. When somebody looks at me with a question mark when I say evidence-based, I say, we've got proof they work. Right. And they have to be more cost-effective than 
taking care of sick people. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a really significant evidence that with respect to older folks that we, we've had a kind of a, a backward view. It's a protracted slide down to oblivion. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm certainly not going to run as fast as I did when I was 10, which wasn't that fast <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but there are many things that we've proven can help keep me sure. in good shape and improve the shape I'm in. Yeah. And why not have a more a, a good life? Sure. And I'm, I'm beginning to think that senior centers might be a place where a lot of that would happen. I, I mean, because we're doing yes. some of that already. We just had a health and resource fair that really emphasized how you can be well and take care of yourself uh, and be preventative. I think senior it. centers are a perfect place for this to occur, and I think that they've been an underutilized resource in the aging network for years. Years. It's yeah. where older people go. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope so anyway. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And there's um, a loneliness and social isolation study. Can we we're, talk? We're talking about setting up a, st a study group within the legislature mm. to look at this issue. One of the other things that we know is loneliness, not only do you feel bad, but it makes you feel bad. Mm -hmm. It has implications for your mental health and also for your physical health. Mm -hmm. So it's not just I don't have anybody to talk to but it affects my body and the way I feel. Mm -hmm. And we'd like to study this thoroughly. Mm -hmm. There's ample evidence nationally that there's a, there's a relationship between loneliness, isolation, which are sort of linked concepts, mm -hmm. and, and the, the health of older folks. Yeah. So that would be a legislative study, and then out of the study would come recommendations, yes. you would expect? Absolutely. You know, I've even seen some technology uses that have been research, had research done on them where even Skyping and... <laughs> And those kinds of things are being studied as a possibility for isolation, to reduce isolation. My wife jokes that I'll pretty soon be conversing just with Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, the use of technology. It's yeah. something that we always say, oh, older people aren't interested. Well, I think that's selling older people short. I do, too. Depends. Yeah. And I've heard Alexa is good for older people. <laughs> well, it's good I just read something about that recently. Yeah. Yeah. I always ask what the weather is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the third general area we have um, has to do with increasing the state money for elderly and disabled transportation. Transportation. Got to consult my notes. About $14.4 right, right now. Right. And the money goes to counties and tribes on a formula basis. Right. And we'd like to up that by about 10%, let's say a million and a half. And there, thereafter, put in 3.5% annual increases. Yeah. Ever since I started working in aging in 1975, people have identified transportation. Yep. Yep. The ability to get somewhere is crucial. And again, the cruel irony of keeping people in their homes if they can't get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then swing that back to isolation and, and lack of socialization. So it ties together. It's not just getting out for a joyride. Right. No, no. no. Um, yeah, it's it's really frustrating. And you know, I started my career with driver escort yep. program, which was a countywide transportation resource, and you could see how valuable that service was to older people in the county. If you can't get out, see your friends, go to church, do the things you need, it's a terrible life. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're consigned to to a lonely existence. Very lonely, yeah. So there's, there are very good and demonstrated, again, yeah. reasons for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And while there are other details in these, those are the, the general issues. Sure. So there's one other. Oh, okay. Dementia care specialist. That's right. Oh, bingo. Oh, that's right. Dementia okay. care specialist, which works with communities to help, the, to assist them provide better 
services to people with Alzheimer's and other dementia. Mm -hmm. um, we already have people out in the communities, but not statewide. We would like it to be statewide. Hey. And based on what we've done so far, the evidence is overwhelming that these people have been hugely successful in getting communities, you know, like city of Middleton, to be more responsive to people with Alzheimer's disease. Well, dementia-friendly organizations, yes. Yes. businesses yes. even yeah. are starting to yeah. get on the bandwagon. Yeah. So that's, that's only that's only in certain areas. So you want to make it statewide? We, would, we have yeah. 24 of them, I okay. believe, covering about two-thirds of the population. Okay. Yes, I thought it was spreading yeah. out pretty far. It's right spread now. out, but we, it doesn't cover we, everywhere. Yeah. There's been good progress. Yes. Right, but right. But we need to take the last step. Yeah, and, to get it to get it consistently make available. make sure that everybody has some good access to these people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. And again, you know, these uh, these issues are, are really important. We need to vote on those. Um, and, you know, I'm an older person, so I do look for older issues that concern me and I want to vote on. But these are issues that affect your mother or your father or your brother or your sister. So we all need to be concerned. Thank you so much, Tom Frazier. Good to see you with us again. Glad and to be here. Jim, nice to have you as a guest. And we hope you'll come back to Senior Beat next month. But vote. Vote. <laughs>